The more you obey the dictates of the construct, the more the construct is going to create dictates that govern your life. The more, and pardon my French, but the more you exhibit a don't give a fuck attitude, the more the construct is going to create for you a world where you'll never have to worry about those constraints. Mm. You know what's so deep about that? Jesus was so rebellious, and because of that, they had to put him out. They had to get rid of a portal open up in the sky. This whole thing about this rebirth, this resurrection, you know what I'm saying, about the construct because you just outgrew it, you rebelled against it. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is real. I resonate with all of this. Let's go to uh, JT. Then we got to go to my brother Chris Foss. And then, Masterpiece, I see your hand as well, and we'll rotate everybody. Thank y'all for joining. Word. Much love. Appreciation as always, son. This uh, page, you already know, the mind you created that you're letting us all tap into is crazy. And uh, I've been watching the whole thing, and how you said earlier, Jason, uh, man, I really don't got no pushback or nothing, especially because um, I let my mind go where it needs to go. You know what I mean? I have no limitations, especially like as demonism being a fearful thing. So I feel like that's one of our strongest energies, anger, shit that we can tap into. And I like how um, you mentioned that it just so happens in this lifetime you had like, you know what I mean? A couple crimes, you was, you was in that energy. You get what I'm saying? And it, it shows proof that, you know what I'm saying? In order to tap into that field, you have to tap into the bad side because in order to be a good side, you have to tap to the bad and truly know and truly expand that and put it out infinitely as far as possible. So I just say, like, with my my spiritual background, because I'm a uh, man, so many cultures that try to get me to become a shaman in voodoo and fucking uh, the Mexicans, brujeras, all that shit. And I uh, actually got certified, certified, you know, did that path in uh, Reiki healing, which is the Japanese form of uh, holding that chi and administering it where it needs to be, but just based off of, Everything, it seems like we all believe. I just, nah, anybody doubting, it's just, nah, your path is where you are. You came here, certainly, because I deal with meditation. Like, you're definitely where you're supposed to be, and all this is, like, true. Like, the doubt is so strong because that's the only thing there is. Like, we're doubting the only true thing. It's moving your whole fucking body. So, just with that being said, like, yeah, y'all spot on, and I appreciate y'all business. And my journal journey, personally, like, yeah, it's right where it needs to be. You guys, if y'all know it or not, I know you do, but humbly, you have to stay humble, you feel me? Yeah, y'all fucking cannons, yo. No cap, y'all some cannons. I appreciate y'all for tapping into this, because, like, this is real. Like, niggas be afraid, not but it's real. I appreciate y'all. Appreciate, hey, JT, I appreciate you, man, as always, for your support, bro. You're a real one, man. All of y'all on the panel have came with some five questions today. And uh, let's keep yeah, it up. Wait, 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 Oh, I think he was muted, Sanjay. Okay, okay. Okay, so we got to go to uh, Chris. Go ahead, Chris. Sanjay, you muted, bro. You muted. Yeah. Oh, my bad. I was saying we let's go to Chris. My bad. I, I forgot I muted in the Zoom call. Sorry about that. All good. Much appreciated. I second everything JT said, too. I appreciate the opportunity to be on this platform and uh, especially today's stream has been a powerful stream and Jason I never heard of you before but man a lot of what you said has resonated with me and I, I can't say that I agree with everything but I haven't done enough research to look into a lot of the stuff you spoke about but what I'm what my life revolves around is, is spirituality 
And I was wondering your thoughts on the Eastern concept of self-realization and the importance that it has in the individual's life on the on the journey for truth. Because we're all, everybody here probably considers themselves a truth seeker. So the question would arise, what's the truth? What is the truth? Do you think that final truth is what they would call self-realization, awakening, or enlightenment, where you realize, because you spoke about how you're not this body, you're just in this construct. This body is in this construct. So if you want to elaborate on that. Uh, sure. Uh, kind of hard talking to you, Chris, because you look identical to somebody in my past who used to sell me shit I was not supposed to have. But uh, you look identical to an old buddy of mine, right? <laughs> hey, I, I used to I used to sell shit I wasn't supposed to, but I changed my life. So, okay, if we're gonna answer questions about reality, then we need to go back to the source, which would be the Oversoul, the creator of this reality. And if I'm going to accept tenets that the that the Oversoul is eternal, the Oversoul is loving, the Oversoul is patient. The, the oversoul is a benefactor that I'm going to have to believe that reality in some way is going to have to comport with the with those strictures. It's not going to be different. It's inside these constructs we're given a totally different reality where we find predator versus prey ecosphere and all that. But on the outside of the construct where our personalities truly belong, not these avatars which are a part of the, the holography around us, I have to see I have to I have to see that I am intrinsically connected to the very thing that created me. Therefore, what I possess in just a little tiny piece is actually possible to manifest the infinite. What I am as a spark is actually equal to the divine fire from which I came. So if I adopt this attitude, Easter the Eastern philosophies of the ancient world or the more modern western philosophies of the spirit going all the way into spiritual alchemy into into all the, the western religious ideologies orthodoxy i have to remove all that dressing because it's still a part of the construct and i have to concentrate on the fact that there is something in me that is unstoppable there is something in me that drives me to discover more to find more to communicate more to 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 vibrate on the same frequency and, and come into contact with others who are vibrating on that frequency as well and be able to learn from them as they learn from me. I have to understand that what created me is also found in the other personalities that have been created. And if that's true, then the energy and power that's in me is equally in everybody else. And if that's true, I have to, I have to, follow through with the fact that the construct itself is illusory and I am the only thing that is real. So when people say, you know, we talk about people being woke or woken, um, do you think, because a lot of times it's like you're, you're awoken to the deception of the elites and all of the conspiracies that we know about, that we know to be true. But do you think someone's awoken, like, when they realize what you just expounded upon? Oh well, of course. I mean, the uh, that the oversoul is, that the oversoul is moving in the construct is very evident to me because I see things differently than my contemporaries. 
And what I mean is, is beginning in late 2019 and early 2020, a mass awakening began happening that started separating the human family between those who are free thinkers and who actually understand that something is wrong and those who are a part of the collective and they go with everything that the construct throws at them and they believe all this. Starting in 2020, something fundamentally changed with our world. It was covered up with the phenomenon of the virus and of the needles, and if you're going to take if you're going to take the 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 antidote or not, all this was a materialistic cover for a much deeper phenomenon. There was an awakening, and it began opening people's eyes, and spirits all over the world began realizing, wait a minute, there's something else going on here. It's not all about that. The people, the people in the collective focus on the material, but there was a spiritual awakening that literally began in 2020, and it's been building ever since. It's not getting weaker. The crazier the news gets, that is evidence that the construct is losing the control over many of the individuals that it formerly held in dungeon programming. The more you hear weird stories that don't make sense, the more you see on television thing, things that would have never been able to fly five years ago, the more you see evidence of this unraveling of, of all kinds of control systems, the more you see evidence that the construct is unraveling. It has to reset soon. It has to reboot soon because it's lost control of a of a growing uh, a growing population within it of avatars that are not moving in the direction that it needs them to move. Remember, it's still subject to the law of diminishing returns and the law of conservation of energy. It is a it's, it's a technology. So the more souls that wake up, the weaker the construct gets. And soon it will hit a tipping point where it has an inability to contain them. Mm. Hey, hey, can I ask you a question right off that? I don't even mean to cut you off right there, but I don't want to lose it. Just based off of syncretism and just how, you know, you said, like, straight up, I knew somebody from before that looked just like you, and he was able to verify that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You talked about syncretism and people uh, mentioned things like numbers. How numbers talk to you and sounds if you have anything from your personal experience that you, you know you can share and be like nah i know or i use this symbol you know what i'm saying like something that you can verify that numbers or just tell a quick story to help uh instill that in everybody's head real quick like nah it's very factual and you're seeing that for a reason and you should use it because if you miss it one opportunity you know what i'm saying like you're missing an adjustment or a ascension in what you're doing or i'm basically asking if you have a story that you can share with us you know one day I saw this, I was seeing numbers, I had the gut feelings, and then, you know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, I, I, as a matter of fact, I have a real short story I can give you, okay? I spent years documenting all these historical anomalies and all these resets in a chronological format. It ended up being published as Chronicon. But before it was published, I had, I had amassed all this data, and I had a suspicion, but I'd never tried to verify it that this was all connected it's too there's too many events in, in the history where the sun went black and it wasn't the moon and the moon turned red blood and red dust and red mud rained over whole civilizations some civilizations disappearing human populations vanished whole weird things happened in all these different and they're very well recorded in the historical record and i document them all so much that i have a whole playlist about it on my channel 
but I had never really looked at it all with a calculator. And then one day I was reading a simple text that was telling me, a, it was an old, old book that had a bunch of Jewish legends. And in that book was a story that the two angels were banished from heaven for 138 years because they told Lot and his family that Sodom and Gomorrah was, was to be destroyed. And God got mad because everybody was supposed to die and Lot and his family were not supposed to escape. 138 years is a very specific number. But I had had this suspicion that these events were all connected. That number made me pull that whole book out and start from the beginning. And I, and I noticed that all throughout world history, every 138 years, the same thing happened. It just happened at different locations. As if something, there's a pulse. This is how I discovered the Phoenix phenomenon. I had already documented all the events. I just didn't put it together till I actually read the number in another book and it didn't make sense to me. Why would you banish two angels from heaven for 138 years? Why not 140 years? The Jews wrote in multiples of seven. 138 was a pattern break and it was very important for me to figure out why. And I did, I did. It made sense because the Egyptians said that there was a great flooding event that's, that occurs on the Nile every 1,656 months. So I got my calculator out and I found out that 1,656 months is 138 years. And it opened up everything to me. And then I, then I recorded every 138 years of my Chronicon going back 58 centuries. We've had some really unusual things happen and the last time was 1902. Now wait a minute, stop everybody. This is what the you call research. Did y'all hear that? That hey, did you hear that, man? Now watch this, right? This is some Indiana Jones stuff right here. What he just said. That's what I like about Jason. See when you compare that right there to where, and I ain't gonna even pick his brain about NASA. I don't know where you stand on them. How they deceiving people with green screen CGI. What we're doing is real research. This is different than the Neil deGrasse Tyson's, all that. I see people in the chat room uh, earlier wanted me to bring up the flat earth, but really I just want to pick Jason's brain on other different stuff. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to ask you in your words, Jason, in your theory, what do you think happens at zero degrees in our world at what we call the North Pole where it said physicality breaks down this vortex trio. What you think is if we were to go to zero degrees, what would it be like in your words? What do you think is happening there? People saying the creator is there and all that. Are you talking are you talking about the North Pole and Antarctica stuff? Z zero degrees, uh well, see, yeah, I'm kind of thinking about that question now. That would kind of make me have to go into flat earth with you. Well, I mean, uh, I, I, don't mind, I don't mind talking about it. I just, I'm not familiar with anything about zero degrees being, I mean, we have, we have sub-zero temperatures in Antarctica. It gets down to mm -hmm. negative 17. Oh, oh no, you know what? I'm tripping. I meant zero degrees on a coordinate map. Oh, you know okay. how we got longitude and latitude and any two grip point coordinates, I can meet you at a location on our earth. But in the middle of, let's say we're on a circle instead of a globe. And in the right. middle of it is the North Pole. This is a uh, archaic, ancient conception of the universe, right? Yeah. 
right. uh, on a flat earth, right? Because I'm a flat earther, I'm sure you know. In this community, we are very fascinated with what is at zero degrees. What is the North Pole? What is the this pole in the middle of our system that the sun and moon is appearing to go around? What is happening at this uh, part of the universe? Is that something you want to, you, you know, get in or whatever? Okay, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, this is something beyond okay. the scope of my material. There are no old books that tell me anything about the North Pole. So, mm -hmm. I mean, all my, all my data. I don't know if you know this, bro, but one hundred percent of my data that I release in my published books and on on on, our, on my archaics channel, one hundred percent of my data is from old books and scientific reports. I do not cite the internet for anything. I don't use the internet for for a source because. There's so much disinformation that you can't, and the, and the source materials are not trustworthy. But I will tell you this. I'm with you on that. In the pre-flood world, in the vapor canopy world, zero degrees longitude, zero degrees latitude was Giza. It was the Great Pyramid. It was built at the exact marker to show the old zero coordinates of the old world. But there was a pole shift, so we don't really know how much the world has changed since then. But the, the uh, collapse of the vapor canopy that we know of as the Great Flood, and in other traditions it's called the day the sky fell, when that vapor canopy collapsed, it, it literally froze the, the pole, the whole North Pole, the ice sheets, the, all, that, all that appeared in, in weeks as the vapor canopy literally turned to ice and fell. In the tropics, in the tropics people, animals, uh, of all different sizes, survived and thrived for centuries. But this is why all the ancient civilizations that we're familiar with are in the same little belt. They're in the exact same belt. It's called the pyramid belt. It's where all these civilizations knew the importance of the pyramid, but they forgot what it actually did. So as they took their knowledge and they survived this cataclysm, everywhere they went, they built stone cities and they erected pyramids because they knew that one day that pyramid would save them. They had just forgotten why. You, you, what you're going into forces me to... ...are in the same little belt. They're in the exact same belt. It's called the pyramid belt. It's where all these civilizations knew the importance of the pyramid, but they forgot what it actually did. So as they took their knowledge and they survived this cataclysm, everywhere they went, they built stone cities and they erected pyramids because they knew that one day that pyramid would save them. They had just forgotten why. You, you, what you're going into forces me to screen share once again, and I just want to, uh, because... I followed some of uh, some of your work. I've been binging uh, recently, and I encourage my people to definitely follow your work and and what you're doing with archaics. I want to share some with you, real briefly, um, about the pyramid concept we're talking about right now, cool. and see what you think about it because. You said something very important. All of our ancestors knew the importance of this pyramid at some point, but then they sort of forgot about it. They even built these things all over the world. This collage here, Jason, it shows the Dogon altar, which is a sacred site among the Dogon tribe. Here is my conception of what we're in. We live in like a Saturn concept where each of these little, you said it earlier, you said like a bunch of domes and when you yeah. say like this vapor canopy, that's like a dome or like a tent structure. And so you're kind of 
alluding to this same concept here, which is why another reason I was liking your interpretation. Plato Atlantis, like this ripple effect, this whole thing, and this here is what we find. That was a map make maker by the name of Mercator, right? I think his first name was John or Henry, but he was a very esteemed map maker in his time. He said, we live on a flat earth, and in the middle of the flat earth circle, there's a black hole. So this is like a big magnetic torus field. And in the middle, light is recycling through a black hole. That light is the light of our holographic simulation. And it's recycling through a black hole since light can't escape a black hole. And this is what he showed, that in the middle of our earth, this dark mountain, this was the original pyramid that gave birth to creation, like a volcano erupting. And the, instead of lava coming out, the light of creation is expanding. So when we see these black lines all flowing from this center of this thing, this is like what they turned into the Big Bang Theory. See, what I'm doing now, I'm just kind of giving you a little peek at something. Now my dog's tripping. But here's what I mean about the Big Bang Theory. You see, and it's like, it hits the brain at the, this collage is showing how like our brain, the neural neuron network mapping of the brain, the uh, solar system. When you caught, when you said the central nervous system, yes, that is so deep because that talks about the chakra points up and down the spinal cord, which the highest point is this top point called a pineal gland. Uh, you know, Jacob's ladder leads to this point. So when they talk about this pyramid with the capstone that's missing, it's like the volcano erupting because the capstone of a volcano would be the lava coming out. And basically the, the ancestors were saying that this space in the middle of our universe is projecting the entire simulation outward like a, like a, a hologram, you know, and that the true source of our universe is inside of this machine and that everything coming, you know, like a projection machine. Even when we look at the uh, Big big Bang uh, concept, we can see this same concept on the map. So I was just showing how, like, um, we have these chakra layers. Uh, uh, excuse, excuse, hold on a second. Hey, hey, but yes, uh, I don't want to be too long-winded, but basically I put these collages together to show magnetism, this repeated pattern of uh, Saturn, which is the god of repetition, everything to what Nikola Tesla made down there in the bottom right, to the Hindu in the top there, to uh, in the bottom middle there, that's the Hindu conception of our universe. So they saying we live on a Tesla coil. They turned that to the solar system. And, and awesome. the, yeah, so, I mean, I do a lot of stuff like this. I want to know, like, what do you think? Because we talk about the simulation, like, the Big Bang concept is that our universe was an explosion of light, but then they give us a chemical reaction, Jason, to tell us how light becomes physical matter. But the only way light can become physical matter is through holography. If light is tricking us like it's physical matter, but it's really 
everything is light, like I always show here. So I think you've cracked the code, Jason, like a lot of us. I like the way you articulated. What do you want to go with all of this stuff? I just threw a lot on you. My bad for that. You did with that. That's good material. But listen, if, if I'm a grand architect and I need to build a world that is going to be simulated, there is no way to start that without a flat plane. The flat plane, the flat plane is the reference point by which everything else I can build would, would, would be focused on. I would have to start with a flat plane before I could even introduce all my curvature holography, which is all a news story. There's no real universe and space out there inside the construct. The whole sky is just optics. So I'm on board 100% with the tour, the tourist field. I can imagine our world being the center, the center flat plane in the middle of a tourist field, and that the inside of the mushroom tourist field being the starry canopy that we see. It's all holography. It's false. It doesn't. You, you can't go up there. It's all just a light show. But it's a very sophisticated one, one full of mysteries and the zodiac and, and the lunar zodiacs. And it's got all, ki all kinds of things that we can build our sciences off of. It has regularity. In fact, it is the motion not of the earth. It is the motion of the sky by which all of our timekeeping systems are operative, operative from. It's not the motion of the earth. The sky determines our calendars. So I'm, I'm absolutely on board with the tourist field. I've even discussed it on my channel a few times, although it's beyond the scope of my research. I agree that the, the toroidal field is the best explanation for a, a simulation that we're inside. I, I believe that 100%, which means that we, that we are presently experiencing only one side of the field. There's another side. It might be the underworld. I don't mm -hmm. know. It might be... There might be a whole other world beneath us that goes somewhere else. I don't know, but the tourist field is not going to be in a half. It's going to be a whole, which indicates the existence of another area of our world that we should be able to get to. This is so amazing right now, y'all. Check it out, man. Yeah. Jason is yeah. so real, man. Because what have I been telling y'all? I've been saying that it's impossible to have a simulation concept without a, a plane and he just confirmed it in his is man that was so dope to hear here is the tourist field here go the plane that go the other side that jason was talking about yo i gotta drop a bomb man when jason called his stuff archaic and then you know how i deal with the ancient symbols and all that he's definitely a sensitive brother that's that's on point that's cracking this code, and I, I I don't really know him like that. I can feel it because, uh, yo, it takes a lot to come out with this these kind of truths. Trust me, y'all. I've seen a lot of people shilling in my career of doing this, and eating a lot of people saying, "Well, Jason don't, don't don't consider himself a flat earther. You don't got that's just a title. That is just a title. I don't. He's a truther." And uh, what he said was the truth about how the simulation is. It mu is, is based on a plane. And Ken Wheeler called that the dielectric inertial plane. Let me give a shout out to Ken Wheeler. He's a globalist, but I've learned from him. But I think he really knows it's flat. But this salutes to Ken Wheeler. Let me go to somebody else. Uh, Donato was in line and been waiting. And we got Alexis. We got Jasmine. Sorry for to keep y'all waiting. Uh, let's go ahead. Jasmine, who was first? I'm sorry. Y'all go ahead. 
I'm gonna go to Jasmine. She got her. Peace, peace, peace. Green side chases all the good stuff. Thank you, brother Sanchez. Oh, you're welcome, sister. Thank you for joining. What, whatever question you oh, have uh, for Jason, yeah. How you doing, Jason? I've been oh. following you for a while, like a long time, maybe about a year. I done binge watched, and so I'm gonna do an honorable mention on if somebody's gonna get on there and binge watch. They gotta hit your gems in Enigma. That playlist, my favorite playlist. But that's not the one I wanna ask about. I wanna talk about the isometric predictions playlist. And how do you say it? Orpheus? Is that how you say that? Uh, Opus, yes. Opus? Okay, I know that you said you couldn't do it because you'd be busy. And I understand that or whatever. And basically, my question is, if you had to like, this is a superficial question, don't judge me. But if you had to like, guess, like using the 138, if you wanted to hack the lotto, what would be your, you know what I'm saying, your formula for that? Okay, you know what? I get where you're going with this, and I really like that sign, Cahokia Mounds, behind you, because I've done a oh, lot of... Of course. Work. Yeah, you know I watched that in the Gems and Enigmas, you know, had you to know, drop that. It's my I favorite. Like it. It's good. I'm going to answer your question with information you really need, not the information you asked for, all right? All right. I got, yeah. my, I got my pen. Okay. I understand where you're going with the Opus algorithm. I understand what you're asking me. But instead, mm -hmm. in order for you to get what you're really wanting out of this, I'm going to tell you the formula, because... What you're talking about is the acquisition of money, and money is an abstract, and every single person who has ever focused just solely on money never got it, because the focusing on money has a certain anxiety to it, which creates, which create, listen to me, it creates a, creates a energy that actually pushes away what you want. But when you focus on what money can bring you, when you focus on the actual experiences that money can introduce into your life, you can bring those to you really quick and the money will just fall in place. It'll come from the, the means to do those things will come to you sometimes in the form of money, sometimes in the form of donations, sometimes in the form of gifts, people just giving things, things dropping into your lap. They'll come from the most unexpected sources. But anybody who focuses on an abstract only receives an abstract back. Money is an abstract. It's nothing. It has no value. What has value is everything it can do for you. So if you were to imagine having the wealth that a lottery would bring you, then you must imagine what your life would be if you already had that type of wealth and you were to follow through with it. And following through with it is very easy. If you imagine that you could buy anything that you want, then go to the most expensive mall and window shop and be happy that you're about to, to buy those things, but you don't really have time to buy them right now. You're window shopping. Have that attitude, your physical avatar, just instructed the construct what to build. Then you let it go and live your life and do other things and start imagining other things because continually worrying about it will only push it away. Well, you know, I just was paying attention to the patterns because I was, you know, just looking to see, well, who actually wins this stuff and how often are they winning and that type of stuff. It really is not, it's more of the fun part for me, like, yeah. you know, the idea of winning something, not necessarily the money part, but just, did, you know. I did read something that you might find interesting. I did read years ago that somebody had interviewed a bunch of lottery winners. Mm-hmm. The common denominator between them all was that 
they had bought lottery tickets but didn't have an emotional investment. They weren't like the people who go by weekly with their paycheck. The first thing they do is buy three tickets, sit at the gas station, and do it. That energy that's being expended while they're messing with those lottery tickets is negative. And the, construct, and the construct interprets that way because there's a desperation attached to it. The common denominator between all the people that won the lottery was that they really didn't care. They bought a ticket, put it away for a while, scratched it later, and they won. There have been times where I've had like a series of wins just from like doing like the number 369 on like the last winning number. And then just playing whatever that came up and not even thinking about it. And then I hit. And I'd be like, wow, that's funny. So I was wondering about the 138, if that was why you did the Orpheus. But I appreciate you guys. Thank you. I'm going to let, you know, say everybody else got to get that, that question in too. Yeah, well, Jasmine, I will, I will close with this. If we can show that any one number is important, then all numbers are important. And if anybody wins anything by use of numbers, like a random, like a random number generate, generator in Las Vegas, which has been proven to be controlled by human emotion, Listen, if any one number is important, then that means it's actually the individual that is causing the win and not the number patterns. Hmm. Okay. All right. Stand up. All right. Peace, y'all. Peace and love, everybody. Yeah. Um, I don't really have have a question at the moment but I will express my gratefulness and I'm so grateful to be you know a part of this moment here now I'm so grateful to you Sanchez and also to you brother Jason um this is my first time <clears throat> listening to you Jason and just amazing like <laughs> very mind-blowing so I'm you know grateful for everybody on the panel Everybody hit the like and donate button, and that's all I gotta say for them. Well, well, Alexis, Alexis, I love your picture. It's badass. <laughs> Appreciate it. That's what's up. Appreciate that, Alexis. And um, hey, bro. Yeah. Get up out of here, man. Okay. I, well, I just want to say, hey, you know, I love you, man. Hey, this, this, remember, man. We students here, and whether y'all like it or not, y'all profit. You know what I'm saying? Y'all teaching us what we need to do. Cause like, like, uh, Jason said, we gotta be building schools to make other schools. Y'all profit. Y'all teaching us. Y'all sleep good at night and have sweet dreams. And I love y'all, man. Love you too, Damon. And I'm pretty sure Jason will agree with me when I say, man, we learn from our followers too all the time. You know what I'm saying? Oh. So, yeah. Thanks so much love. to you, man. Uh, uh, let's go to, uh, uh, who, who, uh, let's go to Retin, Retin, Unk, Retin, Unk. You ready for it or either X-Rack, either one of you guys, whoever buzzing in first. Yeah, and appreciate that. We want to thank Jason for his time, guys. His link is all in the video descriptions and pinned on the chat where we're going to follow him to his show that he's doing and jason if there's any way we can donate to you you can let it be known oh those are that's okay that's, those are all in my on my channel videos okay we good so let's let's go and support jason on his channels man and all of that stuff 
And so, yeah, let's go to, uh, who, who, is, who is next? Donato. Oh, there we go with that. Hey, right. Hey, yo. Hey, yes, sir. Can you hear me loud and clear? Loud and clear, bro. Hey, what it do, bro? Sanchez, salute, Jason. Hey, this bill was, man, this bill's been crazy right here, man. I was riding in the truck and I had to tap in as soon as I pulled up to the crib to jump in on this, but. I don't. Uh, I want to ask you though, bro, Santa. Is it cool if I bring up uh, psychedelics and uh, hallucinogens? Oh yeah, for sure, man. You. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, cool, cool. All right, because um, a lot of the stuff you were saying resonated with me because I started to feel all those things you were saying. As soon as I kind of start dabbling with those things, stab, uh, kind of dabbling with psychedelics and like hallucinogens and stuff, and I start to feel. Uh, like this presence of like my higher self, the kind of like correlating with, with like my lower self, kind of like a puppet. And then for like four, four or five straight months, it felt like I was just like, like pardoned by the universe, like walking on water, kind of like Jesus Christ. And then it, it, it didn't take until a couple of uh, like events that happened in my life that kind of got me off that flow. But I kind of see what he's saying uh, a lot with that, uh, working with the universe and, and like working with harmony with it and it feel like you can't do no wrongs and i feel like there's a lot of power in that and i yield the mic just wanted to get his opinion on the on like the lucidians and psychedelics okay oh it's a good question um i'm, I'm going to share with you right now something personal and i i'm not I, I have no explanation for it but i can't do anything that alters my mind i actually have a, a panic and it's a panic i can't control my body goes to trembling and i uh, it's the only time I actually even feel fear, really. It's uh, any anytime I, I I my mind is is messed with in any way, and I'm not I'm not at 100% processing power. I just have this panic and well in me. But I will say this: I have many close friends. Even today, I was there. I have many close friends that partake in mushrooms and theogens. Uh, they part in psychedelics, and they tell me that that what they're experiencing is basically a a perceiving of the structuring of a reality around them they see the things i'm describing and talking about and uh i find i find that very interesting because the only thing that that maintains control over us is the central nervous system's control over our our olfactory our olfactory our audible our our optical uh facilities all five senses are controlled by the central nervous system, and these bore us to physical reality. But in theogens, in certain drugs, actually impair the ability of the central nervous system to maintain that tight control over the spirit. And the avatar is actually weakened, and the spirit can see the world for what it is under those conditions. But the entheogens can't free the spirit. Only death can do that. Still trapped in the avatar, but... The central nervous system, which controls how you perceive reality, is weakened by those mushrooms. It's weakened by that alcohol. It's weakened by that cocaine. Whatever the preference is, those, dr those drugs actually allow the spirit to perceive the world closer to what it is than what the control mechanisms are showing. Yo, let me say something hey, real bro. quick. I gotta speak. This is whoever brought up the psychedelics. I'm glad I let you bring that shit up right now. Hold up, bro. But 
I, you know what? Out of respect, I gotta let that person finish first. I got to get the get go right after you though. Go ahead, whoever brought it up. Oh, no, go, go ahead, bro. Go ahead, bro. I want to yeah. piggyback off of whatever you say. So yeah, yo, it's crazy because they ban a lot of like pizza toppings, is what I call it. Jason mushrooms, right? <laughs> you know, like. And the shamans, the, I, I even heard Nikola Tesla created his technology under the influence of shamanism, mushroom use. I've heard the same with people like Confucius and all that, that they had to bypass the central nervous system that, you know, the t when we say, people say all the time, don't think about it, which is where we say, just do it. The, not the famous Nike thing, because like, it's, it's a part of us that already know on some neo shit and it's like our whole central nervous system getting away so much to where hey it's crazy how when you a lot of our great musicians and people like that they was experimenting with alternative forms of herbs and things let's just say i also talk about how as the drugs change the music change even if we want to, I don't, I don't really like to even call this a drug. It's just a plant for real. You got drugs, then you got not plants that's really, everything in nature is, is catering to aiding and helping with a certain form of health, you know, as far as plants and all that, what we eating, eating stuff. But there are certain plants that help our psyche that they don't tell us about. And that's like the psychedelic mushroom, they ban those. But, you know, and, and, and what Jason said is crazy because he's saying that, I heard Jason say this, he said, we born into sin, that's the central nervous system. Know what I'm saying? Mm. And uh, mm. Satan is really Santa, which is center, the center, center, center. And it's like, uh, that's, that's the whole battle of, like, I think our mind is at war with our brain. It, it, it's trying to it is trying to manifest his will through this chunky technology called his body the central nervous system but when we out of body ain't nothing in between us and manifestation like it is in the body it, 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 in a realm you know that that's crazy man but it's it's, it's hey, all yeah I'm, I'm i'm gonna fall back because this this is hey. a deep one now yeah Hey, I know I already spoke Ro Sanchez, but this is Clayton, and this is a deep topic for me, especially, you know, I, you know, being in the NFL, I got suspended from marijuana. I end up in one of the first states that legalizes, like, cannabis medicinally and recreationally. So I started working at a cannabis shop. And, bruh, I'm, 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 I'm going to try and cut to the chase and not be too long-winded. We're dealing with the herb. A herb from source. And what the brother was talking about, now this is just my theory on why he feels the way he feels. If he does take something natural, like cannabis or mushrooms, man, that shit leads you deeper into the truth. Some people are like, oh man, that shit make me have a panic attack. Like, yo, man, that's a truth serum, bro. It, 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 it helps you figure out things. People get creative when they uh, smoke cannabis or partake in a mushroom, especially if your mind is already in the, in the right mind state. Now, the problem occurs when people smoke cannabis and do mushrooms and their mind is 
is, is in a in a in a terrible place, in a dark place. Well, they but say, when you are, they call that a bad trip too. Like, uh, yes. if you were. Yes, bro, Sanchez. Would, so, yeah. I, so I I'm here to help clear up the, the 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 fallacy about natural herbs and mushrooms. And you know what? They're not for everybody, but we need to understand what they're here for. They're here to heal our body mentally and physically. Cannabis does that. It takes away pain. You can sleep, uh, anxiety. If you have asthma, can't. Now, again, I'm not. I, I don't want to do anything to Bro Sanchez's channel. I'm not saying cannabis to kill well, anything. Well, well, listen, but it helps let's, with. Let, let's just let we we know where you're going, so we could just yeah. It's work. the shit. So I'm gonna land it. I'm gonna land it, Bro Sanchez. So I, I just want this is where I'm landing at. So when I heard the brother saying anytime he took off something that mind altering to him, being that he's so deep, that it's taking him deeper. And I feel like that's why he's like, oh, shit. Oh, uh, it's fucking with my mind. It's like, no, nigga, you already a deep person. So I'm just going to take you a little deeper. So when he said that to me, and again, it, it could have been a wrong strain. Like, people don't know the difference between indica and, I mean, indica and sativa. So there's a lot we need to know about the, about natural herbs family when it comes to cannabis and mushrooms. And I guess my point Yo. is, family, stop giving this a bad name. This is this medicine. J Jason, what you think about this, Jay? Let me ask you something, Jason. That the stuff that we use in a day is robbing us out of our true experience. Like if like we smoking weed and, and, and taking the shrooms today, but everything been kind of GMO modified, but so we ain't really seeing the real effects of this stuff today. What you think? Oh. Think about this, Jay. Let me ask you something, Jason that the stuff that we use in a day is robbing us out of our true experience like if like we smoking weed and and, and taking the shrooms today but everything been kind of gmo modified but so we ain't really seeing the real effects of this stuff today what you think um I'm, you know what's a good question but you're you're asking somebody who doesn't partake in any of that. Okay. Um, I'm surrounded by it. Every single person in my immediate circle smokes weed. Uh, some of them some of them do hemp medicines and all that. And it's just it's just something that's beyond my experience. I just I'm I, I'm a listen. I may look otherwise. I may be tattooed from my feet all the way to my neck. <laughs> but I'm a I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd. I'm a bookworm. That's what I do, man. I just. It's a, I get lost in books, man, and that's my drug, and that's what I do. I tell you what, if you smoke a blunt and read that same book you read sober, you'll be inside that motherfucker. <laughs> I promise you that. If you go and smoke you a blunt, you will be the character in the book. Like, it'll read the book or just read you, man. You won't even read it. It'll just be a out-of-body experience. But now, I'm not promoting marijuana use, but I will say this. There is different ways we can experience reality. And uh, I like what Jason said about, like, how certain mushrooms and stuff like that, it kind of affect, it attacks the central nervous system. I want to know if that's a good or bad thing, because, you know, a lot of the ancestors were peace piping and you know, all that, if you, even if you look at the hippie movement, 
they were really changing. It was a love energy, like make love, not war, pass the blunt, don't pass the bullet to stuff like kumbaya. Uh, I mean, it was an energy around the plant. And I ain't gonna lie, even, even in Rastafarianism. But I don't want to make this about weed, psychedelic. The, the caller asked about going into a psychedelic question. I don't want to prolong that just because I'm passionate about it. Let's go to Masterpiece and get in another caller uh, for Jason. Uh, low key, uh, low key. You could, uh, you know, talk about what psychedelics does to the mind, though, because you're still through meditation. Well, well, I, I, well, well, the thing is, is uh, Jason is here giving us his time, and if he don't partake in none of these things, then we don't want to just bogart him with questions about something he ain't doing just because we do it. So I, I'm mindful of that, and I would rather him talk about like the stuff that he's been researching with archaics and stuff and stay on that. So I allowed the psychedelic thing for a minute, but I think it'll be best to go on in and move on from, from that. Nah, so right, if, there, right. yeah, if there anybody else got... Oh, Russell Red, thank you for joining. Oh, thanks for having me. Man, what an awesome episode tonight. Um, just when you guys the other day with Wits It Gets It, man, you guys won up tonight. This was incredible. Um, oh, yes, yeah, so Sorry. Yeah, that was a great episode, but man, this one is incredible. Um, my question for Jason, by the way, I, I tuned into your channel because of uh, Logan from Decode Your Reality. Uh, another great show, but I wanted to ask you about the reset, specifically uh, if you've looked into the EMCO, the uh, plasma changeover event. Do you think that when the reset happens, do you think it will be the EMCO and what they talk about what the EMCO is? You you would have to educate me as to what EMCO is. I, it's not anything I researched. I've only seen the term a couple times across YouTube, but it's nothing that I've delved into. All right, so basically it stands for uh, EMPCOE, which is the Electromagnetic Plasma Changeover Event, where the uh, Mount Nauru, the center pole, shifts with the outer ring and we get a, a shift in, in frequency and electromagnetic change. And uh, that's kind of how this whole uh, reset and apocalypse happens on a physical level. Um, so you're talking about the model of J dreamers, right? I believe so. I've never heard that before, but yeah, J dreamers has a channel and he's got, he's got a pretty good following. It's a, but yeah, the plasma reset is the whole focus of his channel. And oh, yeah, I'm sorry, I misheard you. Yeah, J Dreamers, yes, I, I subscribe to his channel. Yeah, that's all. That's the whole focus of his channel. And mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of evidence for that model. As a matter of fact, I just did a video a week ago with Martin Leakey called uh, 1871: The Cyclical Flood Theory, and it's phenomenal because this book from 1871 explains exactly that. And that this event always results in the northern hemisphere being absolutely flooded by all the water of the southern hemisphere from a cataclysm that always originates at the North Pole. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, uh, no, I don't mean to cut in, but I've heard of the name Martin Leakey, and it's gonna make me sound brand new to the game. But I know I should, I know who that is. I'm just tripping right now. But yeah, salutes. 
Yeah, and bro, Jay Dreamers is a big fan of yours. I actually asked him if he would ever do a podcast with you, and he said he would. So check out his stuff if you yeah. want to look at the MCO and the, the uh, reset stuff. He's got some great work. I'm a, I'm looking him up right now. Uh, I've, been, I've, been is, his, I've been on his channel twice. It's, it's a good show. Yeah, oh, and, and Logan and, and, too. Logan and, from Decoder Reality. You know. And, and listen, man, I'm subscribing. To, is, do I got the right channel here, right? That's it. That's it. Okay, I'm going to get all notifications, and I'm going to reach out to them. We want to do Unity and Network. Uh, I'm just excited about this whole year, man, with Jason coming on my show, networking like we're doing now with y'all telling me other people to get. So salutes to Dre Dreamer, Jay Dreamers. And also, yes, um, y'all should check out Pro 777 as well, Pro 777. And um, mm -hmm. if I think of some more, I'll plug them in. We can network. But, yeah, man, salutes to that. You can go right ahead uh, to, to Russell, and then we'll go to the next caller. I think, Master. Yeah, what, one, one last question, then I'm going to bounce. Um, Jay, have you seen the movie Total Recall? Oh, yeah. Uh, if you, okay, cool. So do you think that when we come here, is it something similar to that where we're actually choosing our avatar and choosing this experience? Um, it's beyond the realm of my knowing, but I have a suspicion. I'm fairly confident that yes, we, we, we chose the experience. We're here by our own volition. And, uh, we knew, we knew exactly what we were getting into as, a, but as what you, you're adding a detail that would not make sense to me. And that is, do we actually choose our identities here? The roles that we play on? I don't know. Because how would somebody truly grow if they're living life sims? If they're reincarnating that life after life after life after life, if they get to cherry pick who they are, is there any maturity actually really happening? Is there any growth really happening? Because true growth is going to require you to also pick some really terrible situations, be born into some mess up, messed up situations, and, and be able to come, become whatever you can in that avatar that's disadvantaged. So I don't know. I, I'm on board that 100% we agreed for this experience, which is multiple lifetimes to learn. But can we choose who in each lifetime? I don't know. Well, and, 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 and you, you know what? And just for me to piggyback on that, instead of saying that um, we're choosing who we are, we're a manifestation of what we already was before we became humans anyway. So it ain't like we're really given a choice. You were a form of energy on another side before you came into this realm. And whatever that was on the other side, this realm is like a refracted reflection of that. It's, 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 it ain't like you chose to be who you were. It's that this version of you in this realm is, a, is a, like a, 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 a influenced by what you were previously that's my little theory that and guess what what you are now will dictate what you become uh after this so i think like if you want to say we're choosing it our day-to-day -day actions that we're taking we're literally sculpting what situation we turn out to be after this one in in, in my uh research and in theory if that uh means anything but yes yeah, salutes to that so, 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 question. I just had a quick question about that. So, 
is this like a super sophisticated kind of like autonomous well you were talking about uh contracts so there must be some sort of like break between experiences or is it like a ricocheting effect uh where it's like the, the karma plays a big part of your next genetics and and your memory and you're like kind of ricocheted around in this thing and then you come out or is it like an in and out in and out in and out it's a that's a good question i, I believe that we are we're given choices and it might be between life sims but you can almost imagine like a very technologically advanced civilization where for about four or five hours bodies are laid out and they're monitored on equipment and humans come by and check every once in a while and each one of those bodies is actually actually experiencing multitudes of lifetimes on a fixed programmed chronology in one of the one of the simulacrum domes and there's people monitoring these things and there may be times in between life sims that the consciousness is is brought back into the realm and maybe questions are answered maybe maybe there's a debriefing maybe there's a, a stage where there's questioning do you want to continue or do you want to go ahead and exit now i don't know i don't know these are good questions but i can imagine a scenario where we're only laying down for four or five hours but we're experiencing six thousand years of history and we're in, in repeat re, re, recycled reincarnated avatars the same soul is going through them all but it's but it's doing it from multiple different personalities to to gain all this this knowledge this experience and this maturity now i whether 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 we come out in between lifetimes i don't know just don't know okay and then to just uh, finish off here with another one after we i guess wake up out of this i mean other than the fact that we've gained a lot of experience what is the payoff in that realm okay that this is something i do address on my channel and i kind of i kind of hinted at it here because if the oversoul is eternal then that means the creation is also eternal it's not a singularity and if, and if new universes are always being created then that means new mature souls that have already been through multiple constructs and matured are needed to govern over those new universes and then they will grow as they govern universe after universe after universe until those souls are then made creators on their own right and then now they are invested with the ability to build their own universes for which now new souls and new simulacrums are planted in there it's unending it goes forever we're dealing with a situation that is eternal and from inside the construct that's difficult to manage intellectually it's difficult it's difficult to wrap our mind around the idea of eternal but if the oversoul is eternal and i believe it is then that means everything it does is unending as well that means it can't stop creating and it's using us to do it and it's always going to need more and more souls and those souls are always going to find more and more avenues of development and we've probably already gone through thousands of these simulations and we probably have thousands more to go wow okay thank you we can be you muted you muted. My, my bad one thing that jason always say right he says that you can be gone from your base reality i call it the base reality right 
and I think Jason don't really have a direct name for it. He, you can cut me off if you do, but this this true reality where where we we may be plugged up and agreed to go into a simulation. It only was four hours, but you have a multiple lifetimes. He compared that to how you can compress data in a zip file. It makes perfect sense. Um, my thing would be to people say, uh, what would be the cause for this? What would be the benefit of this? Um, what if in this advanced civilization where we're originally from, where our soul, our mind is from, not the body, we're only a baby there. I mean, we haven't been born yet, and that's this like incubator we're inside of where we sleep like a baby in a mother's fetal bag. And as that baby sleeps, it's dreaming. And it's dreaming of these multiple lifetimes. But when it wake up from its last dream or lifetime, it realized it's a newborn baby in an advanced realm where babies are born with the knowledge of men. They come out not like, think of an advanced society where a baby spirit conceived in that world will automatically come out with the knowledge of multiple lifetimes and, and, and you know what I mean if that'll make sense because I try to make do a little etymology work with Babylon meaning baby land the tower of Babel being a quantum computer uh, I, I went over stuff like this but I'm not gonna uh, push that too deep I'm gonna just throw that in the air and see if Jason wanna go anywhere with that man I appreciate this bill it's been a classic for real well, your reference to the Tower of Babel being some type of processing computer is very interesting because that is my take. It is, it is my take that they were building an architectural structure that the only way any type of architecture could offend the gods to the point where they were alarmed and triggered to respond for it and did so in a reset and divided all the languages, which could have only been done with programming. There is no way to take a a core fundamental linguistics and then turn around and create 70 different languages out of it in an instant unless you change the programming and that's why i feel that you're right about the power of Babel. you're absolutely correct it was it was a technological device it's a but it was a technological device the size of a building but i will say this this has been a fun ride but i'm getting hungry as hell bro me too uh and i'm and my dinners are almost ready Jason, I can do this with you forever, man. I'm pretty sure the people can. This would be a tra tragedy if this was our last collab. And we definitely going to follow you over on your platforms. I'm going to leave the links. I appreciate your time, man. It was epic. To the people that couldn't speak to Jason, we're going to let him get out of here. He's gave, given us four hours, and we're grateful for it. We appreciate it, Jason. Yeah, man, I'll definitely come back. No doubt. Most definitely. So... We're closing out at this time. Thank you to all the callers once again. Thank you, Jason. Peace and much love to everybody out there. See y'all on the next one. Appreciate it, Jason. It is a great show. Uh, hey, Jason, what time is your show? Peace. I'm going to wait till tomorrow. I'm going to wait till tomorrow morning. I'm not going to do one tonight. Okay, okay. so listen, y'all sub to Jason, and he'll get the notification when he do his thing. Peace out, everybody. Thank you, Jason. Sure, sure. All right. Have a